following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live, hour number three on a Tuesday broadcast presented by an incredible destination, Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Also, download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app and make a qualifying bet on any Lions game through the end of the regular season, and you'll go into the drawing to win a brand new Lions Ford Bronco from Soren Eagle. It's on display outside of Soren Eagle. In Mount Pleasant, just download that Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Make that qualifying bet on a Lions regular season game. And you'll be in the January 8th drawing. It's January 8th, 2024, and you can see that new Lions Fort Bronco you could win outside of Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Inside this hour, Doug Skeen will join us. We'll get his thoughts on Michigan-Alabama. Also, John Beeline, the former Michigan head basketball coach, will talk Michigan, Michigan State, and the Pistons' 24-game losing streak. Josh Garvey, Dorn Mayhew's managing shareholder, their Grand Rapids office, worldwide headquarters in Troy. Dorn Mayhew sponsors Coach Beeline each and every week talking hoops here on the Huge Show. First, let's go talk some football with Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, late 80s, early 90s. Now a co-host with Chris Ballas on the Michigan Football Podcast at TheWolverine.com. He joins us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. What's up, my man? Hey, Bill. How you doing, man? Good to hear your voice. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Same back at you, buddy. All right. What do you think uh, Harbaugh is thinking right now? Is a total lock-in on Alabama, or is it part Alabama, part what NFL jobs intrigue me? <laughs> <laughs> I do sincerely believe it's total lock-in on Alabama, and the NFL stuff will happen soon enough whenever this Michigan football season ends here in the next few weeks. But uh, I absolutely believe that Coach Harbaugh is a professional, and uh, him and his staff are doing everything they can to get ready to beat an Alabama team that's got a lot of talent. It seems that there is a big shift, that Michigan was the early favorite after beating Iowa and they were in the playoff, and we had the official announcement on that Sunday after the championship game. Now, and again, I don't know if it's the, the slant of the media or what, but so many people now are saying, well, Alabama's going to win that game. Well, I can understand why, Bill. I mean, it, it is Alabama. There's no shortage of great football players all over the field. And Michigan's performance in the bowl games in the last five, six years, let's be honest, with, with Coach Harbaugh has not been great. And we can only look back just a year, and we were favored to go beat a TCU team who ended up putting us into a track meet, and we couldn't keep up. 
And we did not play our best football in that game. So the, the record indicates there's good reasons for this doubt. But, you know, again, this, this football team, as we talked the last time, this football team has been focused on getting back to this spot and proving the world to the world that what they did a year ago against TCU is not what they are. It's not who they are. So now it's time for them to prove it. And I, I think they can, but it's going to take some special effort and some special execution to make it happen. You know, there's one thing that I was thinking about earlier today. Uh, away from when they just spanked Iowa in that first appearance in a Big Ten championship game, that the postseason hasn't been kind to Harbaugh coach teams. No, not since, I mean, go, let's go back to the beginning when, when Coach Harbaugh got here. Did very well against Florida. I think it was the Citrus Bowl or one of the bowl games down yeah, there. Yeah, right. That was at, that would. That was it. That was when everyone thought, okay, the program's off and running, right? Yeah, that was that was his first year. That was nine, ten years ago, and since then, bowl games have been in large part a struggle. And it's, you know, it's he's kind of hung with it now. And so, Coach Harbaugh has got to get this thing resolved and get it fixed. And it's certainly not against an, any inferior opponent over the years. We played good football teams, and they just beat us all. In some of those years, our, some of our best players chose to not play in some of those bowl games to get ready for the NFL. As we know, that's just a deal now in college football. But that's not the case a year ago, and that's not the case here coming up. So this is about getting a football team ready to go and executing and getting ready for some curveballs that a well-coached Nick Saban team is always going to have in these bowl games. Harbaugh's 1-6 in nine years at Michigan in postseason football games, including bowl games, and the college football playoff, that doesn't include two dog performances against Iowa and Purdue in the last two Big Ten championship games. Yeah, his best postseason performances, post-regular you know, regular season, would be, I agree with you, that Citrus Bowl, and then probably that first Big Ten championship game when they were just lit up and on go from snap one. Yeah, I would agree with you, and those are two bright points to look at, and the question is, is, what, what was about the preparation in that first Big Ten championship game against Iowa a few years ago? What, what happened in that week? And, and then I'm sure they've gone back and over the last two years now, getting into these playoffs against Georgia and then TCU, what did we do and what didn't go well and what can we change? I'm sure they've evaluated this all the way back to a year ago. And now we get to see what they're going to do different to produce some better results come come game day here, New Year's Day, against the Alabama team. Again, Bill, that's got talent all over the place. This isn't the best Alabama team, but it's certainly still a really, really talented Alabama football team who believes in themselves and a quarterback who's come a long way since the loss against Texas. So Harbaugh has not won except for, and I'm I'm talking had a, Really good four-quarter performance, the first Big Ten championship game against Iowa in that Citrus Bowl in 2015, one and six in those postseason uh, games. Why, why do you think, when you talk about that preparation, when you talk about that break, is it Harbaugh and his staff just getting outcoached by other staffs? What would you say is the reason why Harbaugh is one and six in nine years in the postseason at Michigan? Well, for whatever reason, we talked about this a little bit after the Ohio State game. When when you build so much up against the Buckeyes, and for good reasons, and everything points to that, what feels like the top of the mountain, and I think that was the case the last two years, that Ohio State, not including this year, last year and the year before, Bill, it felt like the Ohio State 
game was the top of the mountain. And I, I think there was a little letdown last year. And last year going into that TCU game, I think Michigan looked across the field and said, oh, it's just old TCU, you know, small school from Texas, we'll be fine. And obviously that wasn't the case. And so there's there's a the little bit of a post-Ohio State Big Ten Championships, you know, seasonal fatigue. And then I think, you know, a year, you know, after a year like Michigan just had and has had the last couple of years, a lot of these guys are reading about how great they are. And, you know, they, they're rolling to that football game a year ago thinking, hey, we're Michigan and you're not, and we're just going to win here. And that didn't go so well. I, I do think that in previous years against, against Georgia, they were just outmatched. That Georgia team was just awesome. Um, but in the previous years of bowl game struggles, some of his best players didn't play. I think a Karan Higdon, I think, in the game down there, and I can't remember what bowl game we played in, but he didn't play, and a couple of our key guys didn't play, and that has an effect on a locker room, but those weren't playoff games. But still, the record is what it is. He stinks on New Year's Day and then the bowl season, so that's got to get rectified. And it just feels like this year, as you said, with the winds now shifting and favoring Alabama, maybe that edge – Maybe that you know that that doubt that the national sports scene has the Michigan Wolverines will be a motivating factor for Michigan going into this game instead of a year ago where everybody was telling them, "Oh, you're going to roll TCU," and maybe maybe just maybe the fancy sunglasses and the rolling in the stadium with a little bit of too much of a cocky walk didn't serve that program real well a year ago. Maybe they should be a little more humble, ready ready to play. Yeah, uh, you don't need another post game photo of. J.J. watching another celebration uh, with the team winning. Uh, we'll see what happens. Doug, we'll catch up before the game. I'll get your thoughts on the matchup. Just wanted to get a little vibe where you're at right now. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and everybody out there listening. Go Blue. All right, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, co-host of Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com on the weekly Michigan football podcast, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Now, remember, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. All you have to do is just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. And anywhere in the world where you get mobile service on the iHeart app, just search The Huge Show, and you can listen live. And we have our free stream weekdays at 3 at thehugeshow.net. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, it's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The holiday season is always special. The Michigan State basketball coach, Tom Izzo, he wants his players to get away for a few days and get some rest. Well, Stony Brook comes in for one final tune-up on Thursday night, and then the players are off for nine full days before Indiana State closes the calendar year in the Breslin Center on December 30th. By that time, Michigan State hopes to have a good feeling after the slow start it had with a 4-5 and five record through the first nine games. And the Big Ten schedule picks up with a very winnable game on January 4th. On that Thursday, the Spartans host Penn State, perhaps a team in the Big Ten that has struggled the most. Optimism going to Christmas remains high for the Spartans. 
Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw. Every Saturday in December, select a lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw. Every Saturday in December, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year. Purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It is time to talk some hoops on the huge show across Michigan each and every week. Presented by Dorn Mayhew, we welcome in the coach, John Beeline, former boss of the Michigan basketball program, went on to the NBA with the Cavs and the Pistons as a senior advisor. Now he'll be on the Big Ten Network in studio beginning in January following Big Ten hoops and each and every week with Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder from Bean Garter. John and myself, we talk Michigan State, Michigan Pistons, and other basketball headlines. How you doing, Coach? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So, how are you? How about you, Josh? I'm doing well. I'm doing real well. Thank you. Well, we're going to have to get to a question. We got priorities, though, with Michigan State's win over Baylor, then the bounce back impressive victory over a tough Oakland team that has been playing some of the big boys in college basketball strong. We'll get to Juwan Howard's return, and also the Pistons have lost, what is it, 24 in a row. But uh, we'll get some coaching advice for Josh Garvey. He's <laughs> coaching his son's sixth-grade team, and we're coming up on the elevator, and he said, I got the tackling dummy, and I told the kids we're going to run, run, and then run. So uh, we'll get advice at the end of this. We got, we, we, we got some things to hit. Great. All right. Great. Uh, let's talk about Michigan State. Nobody saw uh, the Baylor win coming. Josh, uh, I know we talked last week. I thought Michigan State was in store for a long season because of a lack of offense. And Mr. Garvey, what do you think of what Michigan State did to Baylor in Detroit? Uh, I called this one last week a little bit. Um, I said, don't count them out yet. Um, Izzo is one of the best in the business. And they've got that same crew back. So I was not shocked to, to see the game. I guess to be up 30 like they were in the first half, that shocked me. But 
to see them win the game uh, did not shock me. So what a dominant performance over a Baylor basketball team. Michigan State was clicking on every single cylinder possible. Um, I loved it. They played so well. John, you said it last week that when you give Izzo practice time, and Izzo talked about this after the win on Saturday at Little Caesars Arena, that when you give quality coaches and quality staffs practice time, they really can turn things around in a hurry. Yeah, you have that time in college basketball that is so so key. I mean, it is it is amazing when you have a day off. As I said, you play a you know maybe a Wednesday game and you give them Thursday off, and then you put, you practice Friday, Saturday, and play Sunday, or or any any of those combinations which they had before the Baylor game. You can make big strides. Uh, the pros know there's no way you got to get you got games all through that. But I'm sure that they could watch some films. Uh, they could they could continue with just maintenance type of stuff to keep their skill level up. But really, you know, dive into the areas where Tom and saw weak spots. And for them to do that to Baylor, uh, I love seeing that Big Ten have that type of success over a very good Big Twelve team. And uh, I mean, it was. They didn't shoot a lot of threes. They still, they still, you know, stayed who they are. They shot open threes, and I think that was key for them. But when Walker, when Walker plays as well as he played in that game, you know, and they're they're getting as I talked about before, Trey Holloman. I mean, he's giving them a little extra here and there too. They're they're starting to round into shape right now, Bill. What impressed you the most about what Michigan State did to Baylor, John? Oh, I, I think just their overall game that they got out here, they are on a neutral court. They get out and get right into it with 45 points in the second half and hold them to 17. I mean, it, that's, a, that's an amazing thing to be able to do both things. And I, I think Tom's teams over the years, they have tried to run more. They have tried to rebound and run. That was one of the things we were really afraid of. But there's been some years he thought that wasn't best for his team. But he scored 45 points in the first half. Means they were getting a lot of defensive rebounds because they played great D. You know, if you're taking the ball out, on, you get the ball in football on the one-yard line every time, you usually don't score. If you get it on the 35, you can score. Well, that's what a defensive rebound does. It gives you the ability to outlet, get it on the 35, and you can get up and score some points. So they really did that. The pace of the game they played with and – they were, they were extremely efficient in almost everything they did. Josh, what impressed you the most about what Izzo and the Spartans did? I know nobody saw up 30 in the first half coming. I do agree with Coach here that defense can create offense quickly in basketball. I was really impressed with the intensity and passion uh, start to finish in that game. What stuck out to you in the Spartans' domination of Baylor? I think the same thing. It just seemed like... Uh... They were that team from last year that was thinking they're going to win the Big Ten and go into March uh, and be there in March to play. Um, the energy, the passion that they brought uh, was not a team that was at the bottom of the Big Ten standings right now. So that's what impressed me the most is they came out and they, they made a decision in that locker room that we're not going to give up yet. And they played with just an extreme amount of passion. You know what impressed me the most about the weekend wasn't being up uh, by over 30 on Baylor 
coach, it's a fact that they didn't have the letdown game against a very strong, Greg Campy coached Oakland team, and they came right back uh, less than, well, a little bit more than 48 hours later and just kept that intensity and pressure going. And that game wasn't as close as the final score indicated in what Michigan State did to Oakland last night. No, that was really impressive. Every year, you know, you have a game like that, and then you go 48 hours later. Huge. That would I wouldn't sleep for two nights if I were in that situation, including after the Baylor game. I'd be thinking about Oakland. And so they uh, – but the, I'm sure that he went really light in between. They watched some good positive film on Baylor so that they could grow from it. And then they just went in and, and you know – as I said, just played Oakland, you know, went in there like they were playing Baylor again. Certainly didn't have that same wide score but in the first half, but they did just go in and just take command of the game. And uh, that's what they do when they're rolling. And they're, like I said, they're not, ta- they're not, they're, they don't have a lot of shooters, so they're not taking a lot of threes, but they're also taking really good shots. And that makes a big difference. They want to cut their turnovers down a little bit, but still, this defense they've always had is good. It's rounded in the shape. I, I just like where they are going into the Big Ten uh, schedule now. John Beeline, former Michigan coach, joins us each and every week on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting and business firm CPAs, world headquarters in Troy. Josh Garvey heads up the Grand Rapids office here on the west side of the state, joining us in studio each and every week through the NBA Finals with Coach Beeline. All right, for Michigan State, let's go to Michigan. Juwan Howard was cleared of any wrongdoing in the argument, I guess we can call altercation with uh, Coach Sanderson, the strength and conditioning coach. He's back. Sanderson filed that HR report. I I don't know if that fence can be mended. Uh, That will be internal. But in terms of basketball right now, you got a 6-5 and Michigan team, Josh. Uh, you're looking at a, a Big Ten that outside of Purdue, there's not a dominant team, just a, a lot of teams that haven't played uh, big boy schedules. Uh, Michigan will need maybe three wins over 500 in Big Ten play to get to the tournament. I don't know if I see that number. Uh, your thoughts on the return of Juwan Howard and where the Wolverines are at right now? Yeah, we talked about this last week a little bit with Michigan. They've lost some close games. Um, to some good teams with Oregon uh, and Indiana. This conversation would be a lot different, I think, uh, if those games would have just, the ball would have bounced their way a little bit. They've got Florida today. Um, That's a tough team. Florida is a tough team. I've watched a few of their games. Um, They're coming to Ann Arbor uh, for that one. And then they've got one more game against McNeese State, and it looks like we jump right into Big Ten play. So, um, Juwan Howard coming back, I think it motivates the players. That's their leader, right? And and um, I think that that will help them. Um, so we'll see. We'll see down the stretch here. Yeah, Florida would be a big win for their uh, selection Sunday resume going into Big Ten play. And like I said, you know, at least two wins over 500 in Big Ten regular season play, maybe three. Coach Beeline, uh, Michigan, Florida, uh, they need some quality wins uh, on their uh, resume and what do you think they need to do in Big Ten play to be a tournament team this year? Now with Coach Howard back, well, this 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 Florida game is going to be big for them because it, it's I'm going to correct you, Josh. It's it's in Charlotte. It's the Jumpman uh, games with I think North Carolina 
and somebody else is in the other game with them. And so it, it would, so they're going down there and play Florida and Florida's just like them trying to find themselves. Um, I just think that we, with, with a, we have a quick turnaround still from our last game, but it is, it's going to be, uh, it, it's going to be difficult right now, uh, it, as they round into shape with a consistent coaching staff. But I think between now and their first Big Ten game, they got a couple of weeks for Jawan and his staff to just get a rhythm of how they're coaching the team. Everybody knows who is at. I think that's been a distraction. But I could be wrong, and maybe maybe I have uh, the rose-colored glasses for Michigan. But I like everything about their team. They got they got shooting. They got some experience. They got a point guard. I like when they're playing Cheddar as the five man because now they got a you, you got a shooting five, and that makes a. And I love shooting five. So, um, but this but at some point you are you know what your scores are. And so, as a result, they got to beat Florida if they're going to go into this with a resume that says we're, you know, let's say you're above 500 team in the Big Ten. Um, they got the, the Big Ten schedule won't be enough. Sometimes you got to win out of conference. So this is a the, uh, the, probably the biggest game that they've had this preseason is go is go to a neutral court and beat Florida. It'd be big for them. Yeah, and one thing, Josh, like I looked at the schedule, it says home every other year, one's a visitor, one's a home team, even though the game isn't in Ann Arbor, it is down in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office, joining us in studio as he does each and every week with Coach Beeline, talking hoops. Let's move on from Michigan and get to the Pistons. I, I think it's sad that there's almost a moral victory because they played the Hawks tough. I've, it's still a loss. Uh, they're still 2-25 and 25 on the season with 24 straight losses. Coach Beeline, uh, Monty Williams is trying to figure it out. Troy Weaver's trying to figure it out. Cade Cunningham had a great game offensively. I'd like to see him play with that intensity on both sides of the floor, but uh, 24 losses in a row is 24 losses in a row. Where do they go from here? If you were Monty Williams and the coach, John, how do you stop the bleeding in terms of loss after loss after loss? Well, it is is so tough because I know that I've been in that situation. I think one year, my first year at Michigan, we might lost eight in a row. And I think with Cleveland, we must might lost eight or nine in a row um, a time or two, and I'm sure he's already had those frank discussions with him. And maybe it's after lost ten, or it's lost fifteen, or it's lost twenty. We're talking twenty-four in the road. It's it's hard as a coach to come out now and come up with something brand new. They just need to get a win somehow. I, I can remember a game before. Remember a game at West Virginia. Where, where this, I thought we, I had lost the team. Seriously, playing at Providence, I thought we'd lost the team. We'd lost three or four in a row, and I said, we're done. We're cooked. And I remember Mike Gansey, one of our star players, crawling on the, the floor for a ball to get it, like that, to, so he could go, to beat a guy for the ball to get us to the foul line, and we went up on Providence by four, and we won. And the next thing you know, we're in the Elite Eight. I mean, a month later, we're in the Elite Eight. 
So it is so hard when little things can turn a team when I actually thought we're, we might not ever win a game again. So they just need one of those little things to give them some belief in themselves. But it, this is hard to explain right now for anybody. I was actually hoping you'd ask Josh this question and not me. <laughs> but I've been there in, with the NBA and that they got another game and another game. And they're, they're, I believe they're back home again now. And they can get some wins here. They just need one. And then, like, start all over again. Start all over again, and let's win the next one and win the next one. But this is this is unprecedented uh, in with the Detroit Pistons, and certainly, and almost in the NBA, you've never seen this. So hard to explain, but some way, shape, or form, they will win a game again, and then maybe that's a, that's a start over for them. Yeah, they get Utah uh, coming up tomorrow night at home. They got three of the next five at home, and those home games will be Utah, Brooklyn, and Toronto, three teams that don't play uh, a lot of defense. But, man, uh, you know, the Pistons get, what, 43 from Cade, and they uh, still lose. I, they, they still are giving up way too many points, Josh. And I, I believe their start to ending this streak is that same passion and intensity that Michigan State brought to Little Caesars Arena I think it starts on the defensive end for the Pistons. I'd have to agree. You're looking at the point totals for the last few games. Everything's hovering around 130 outside of the Bucks game, almost 150. So that's a lot of points. Um, it, 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 back to Coach's point of, of unprecedented times, we haven't seen this in, in, in basketball, national basketball um, ever. So it's... Hard to say, and I'm glad you asked him the question first because I, I I really don't know how to comment either about how do you turn that around. And we certainly have a good coach. Um, there's certainly some talent in the room, and so where's the defense? Where's the defense? You know, hey, coach, uh, what Josh is saying. I'm looking at the Pistons giving up over 120 a game this year. People aren't yep. talking enough about how defense and lack of it is a big problem here. But when you are the worst defensive team in the NBA. It is easy to see how you can lose twenty four games in a row. Yeah, the, the, the def- you're all right with the defense, and and I. If you said, okay, what is one thing that you would say? I mean, they're having some too many thirty five and forty point quarters, and you can only call so many timeouts, and it gets away from them in a quarter, and all of a sudden they're down. But I mean, they these are. You know, 110, 111 points. If you can be in that category, you can win some games if defensively. And we're a long ways from that. I mean, a long ways from that. So, um, young team, but we, we've been using that young team for a long time now, for three years. And it is, it's hard. And somehow between Monty and his staff, and his staff has got to be so important to him right now because Monty can't do it all. But he's got to have a staff that can connect with the players and get them back on the right side and give them confidence individually so they can do it. But Boyan is starting to, you know, get more, be playing more. Kate had a good game last night. I see Jaden Ivey's getting more time. They can do this, but there's a confidence they all, they've all lost, including the coaching staff. One win can bring that back, but you can't get a win if they're not going to defend better than they are. Yeah, 24 losses in a row for your Detroit Pistons. We are talking hoops like we do each and every week with former Michigan head coach, Cleveland Cavaliers head coach, and special advisor to the Pistons, 
John Beeline, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms with offices all around the world. World headquarters in Troy, Michigan. Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Grand Rapids office. So, Coach, before I let you go, I mentioned at the top of our conversation today that Coach Garvey, as we'll call him, was fired up downstairs in the lobby at our flagship station, 96-1, the game, getting in uh, to the elevator. We could barely get a, how you doing? He goes, you know what, Brett, I got the tackling dummy ready, and I told my son and his friends we are going to run, run, and run. This is a sixth-grade uh, basketball team. Coach Beeline, you've been around the block. You've coached at all levels. What would be your advice for Coach Garvey as he heads in <laughs> to that pivotal sixth-grade basketball season. Well, Josh, one thing I can say that I learned probably midway through of my career is your team's never as they're never as bad as they look, and they're never <laughs> as good as they look. But you're you're never far from either one, you know, at any time. So it is a thing that just stay with the fundamentals. Do not. You know, there's some emotion involved, but right now, what's the tone at the top from the coach when he walks in there every day? Is it, yes, we can do this, we're going to get better, I love coaching you, or me as a young coach, you guys better do this right or we're running forever, right? So you've got to find a mix that up, Josh, but I, I'd choose the second one right now. A lot of confidence, a lot of love at the same time, make them work hard in every practice and on the small things, landing on two feet, pivoting, throwing a good pass, getting in the stance, all those things. And they'll appreciate it later on, Josh. Uh, by the way, you just cost uh, Josh his $139 at the sporting goods store that he spent on the tackling dummy. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are scared over here. You should see this. Well, well, the, uh, when I'm walking into the elevator, you go, I got the tackling dummy ready. I'm like, uh, well, you know, maybe is there an indoor football league uh, for sixth graders? He goes, no, it's basketball. And they're going to learn how to be tough. We're going to be on the streets right. of Grand Rapids running sprints drills. You watch. Uh, John gave you his advice. I, you know, I, there, there was a viral video before I let you guys go of Padraig Harrington. And I don't know if it was at the PNC. I think it was over the weekend, the father, son, father, daughter event, right? On the PGA tour where an announcer, golf channel, NBC, whoever was asked him about when his kid got started in golf. And he said, this was an amazing interview. I wish I had the audio. I might have to find it, play it on the show where he said, when you take your kids golfing, let them have as much fun as possible. Don't take your game with your kid's game. Don't take your life pressures to the golf course with your kids. Let them have fun when they look like they've had enough, whether it's three, six, nine, 12, 14 holes, leave the course, get them a, you know, get them a snack, get them a drink, and talk about how much fun you had all day. And it was amazing to hear a PGA Pro and a, a pretty darn good one in Padraig Harrington, Coach Beeline, talk about the fun element for kids to get connected to a game. It, it, it's so key, and it said we found this is this every decade. I think I've heard those words. Oh, these kids are hard to coach, and they've changed, and it's true. They have changed every decade. So you, as a coach, you have to change every decade. And this is about, yeah, you know, I'm not, now I'm not one of the ones you lose a game, everybody gets cupcakes. I'm not that guy. 
but I am a guy that let's make practice where we're we're positive, we're encouraging people. Yeah, yes space. I called it a yes space. Have this yes space all the time so you give confidence, and then they'll play with that confidence. So I know it's a little intangible to do, and I'm sorry about the uh, the blocking dummy and all those things. <laughs> I can tell Izzo fan. If you went with the blocking dummy and that means, Josh, you're more of a Michigan State fan. <laughs> and last week you called him more of a Michigan fan. So I think you've already figured out Josh Garvey, Coach Beeline. Well done, my man. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Uh, enjoy Christmas, and we'll talk next week, okay? All right. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. There he is, John Beeline, former head coach at Michigan, Cleveland Cavaliers. And you got, hey, you didn't have to pay for that advice. I didn't. That was great advice. It was funny how he brought up the the, the tackling dummy. It must be an Izzo fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're kind of laughing. I did. We're going to do uh, war with sixth graders. Yeah. We're going to do war. You didn't rebound last week in that scrimmage against Cedar Springs. You're going to rebound this week. That's right. All right. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's. Grand Rapids Officer World Headquarters over in Troy on the east side of the state each and every week. Uh, he joins me in studio to talk hoops with Coach Beeline. My man, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We are back in the leadership locker room on the Huge Show across Michigan. We get together with Greg Harris from MaximizeLeadership.com. You can check out that website uh, where he helps businesses and individuals become better leaders and also will help businesses grow and contacts mm-hmm. are a big part of any business. I know people will say, well, that's old school. No, it's still new school. Mm-hmm. Bill, great to be on your show. Yeah. So the pipeline is a big deal for all salespeople. It's one of their biggest anxiety buttons. Who do I have to talk to in the next quarter? Can I make my quotas? So one of my keynotes that's very popular, it's very fun. It's great training. It talks about what is a robust pipeline. There's got to be entry and exit points. It's got to be able to flush and flow because you don't want a stagnant pipeline. And the other part about the pipeline, which is great, is remembering to follow up. We hit a lot of things in the keynote that uh, are really good reminders and some really great insights on how to be amazing at sales to serve your customers. Greg Harris, Leadership Locker Room. He joins us here on The Huge Show. MaximizeLeadership.com. If you own a business, run a business. If you're starting a business from the ground floor and you want to move it up, go to MaximizeLeadership.com. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. The same show, the soulful bad boy of R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-step in good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Soaring Evil Casino. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition canned cocktails available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. When you shop Meyer, there's no shipping needed. Snow days or shipping delays won't stop us. 
Get gifts under the tree today when you shop thousands of items ready for pickup in-store today. Plus, get a $15 coupon when you spend $150 or more this week in-store. Coupon printed at checkout. Start redeeming next week. Get everything you need for the holidays in one stop at Meijer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meijer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go check in with the fun governor, Tim McCullough, from the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He is standing by to tell us what's going on. How you doing, Timmy? Man, I'm having a great day, Bill. I know everybody else as well. I know they're feeling the holiday spirit. And, uh, you know, I know we are here because we have the 25 days of giving, Bill. It happens the 1st to the 25th right here at Soaring Eagle. And the way it works is two winners each hour from 6 to 10 p.m. will each win $100 in premium play and get selected to win a free gift under the tree so you never know you could be a, a dining credit or an overnight stay something really cool all you got to do is unwrap that gift and there you are lucky winner and then of course our snowfall lucky drawing here at soaring eagle from 5 to 11 p.m saturdays in november where you can win your share of 320 excuse me <clears throat> a little snowflake stuck in the throat there three hundred and twenty thousand dollars in cash and prizes every hour from Five to eleven. All you do is use your uh, access club. Maybe you get drawn to uh, grab a lucky snowflake uh, off the tree, a uh, little ornament action, and reveal that cash prizes. What you don't want is a lump of coal. So if you avoid those, maybe you can walk away with a grand total of eleven thousand six hundred dollars. So much fun, a lot going on there. Always when we do promotions, we try to do them big for each and everybody. And then of course. Uh, coming up on the 27th, Smokey Robinson will be in the house from the entertainment side of things in our ET hall. Along on the 28th, Lance Burton and friends. So if you're in the magic, that's going to be the show you're going to want to go to right there. And then, of course, Lone Star on the 30th, the special guest, Eddie McGuntry of McGuntry Gentry. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And our 80s Rewind New Year's Eve party. It's going to be so much fun. You get dressed up. There's going to be contests. All kinds of great music, the great appetite. Man, we're going to have a good time. There's going to be dancing. I'm going to be there. There's going to be a band. So make sure you come out, check that out. And then, of course, the Three Kings, the Elvis Presley Tribute, January 8th. I better slow down. The Three Kings, Elvis Presley Tribute. It's going to happen Monday, 4 p.m., Entertainment Hall. Thing is selling fast, so get your tickets quick. Roots and Boots. Sammy Kershaw, Colin Ray, Aaron Tiffin, the 19th of January. Drew Hill and my man Genuine will be in the house January 26th. Teresa Caputo live February 3rd. So many shows. Jeff Foxworthy, Vodka and Pasta. Peter Frampton will be in the house. Godsmack Sticks, Chicago. Yeah, the great band Chicago. And then outdoors, we announced Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top and Jason Aldean. Outdoors, so much going on. You need all that information. You can just check us out. Uh, just go to the website. Check out Facebook. We got all the details to all those shows I talked about. Bill, you could tell them what's up. Yeah, go to SoarinEagleCasino.com. Show tickets, uh, the dates, times of all the shows, and more that Timmy just mentioned. Uh, you can book your luxurious room plan uh, getaway. And also, when you're at Soaring Eagle, uh, make sure you download uh, the Soaring Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, Eagle Casino and Sports, because if you place a qualifying bet on any remaining regular season Detroit Lions game, you could win a new Ford Bronco that's on display right now 
at Soren Eagle. Just download the Eagle Casino and Sports app to your phone or from your computer. Visit PlayEagle.com for complete details. And the drawing will be January 8th of 2024. And you could be driving away in that Lions new Ford Bronco courtesy of the Eagle Casino and Sports app. So download that to your phone or from your computer and place a qualifying bet on the remaining, any of the remaining regular season Detroit Lions games. And that Lions Ford Bronco could be yours courtesy of the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. Timmy, always good to talk with you. I, I do want to remind everybody listening on 100.9 FM, don't forget about the Saginaw Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish. For those of you listening on 100.9 FM, the Mitt, the Bay City, Saginaw, Midland area, check out Saginaw Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel. Timmy, Merry Christmas to you and your family. We'll talk next week. Happy holidays, Bill. Talk about and hello. All right, there he is, Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Big. Bad. Huge.